Welcome to the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast, a show that brings meaning and purpose to the fantasy season. It's our hope to help you win your league, but more importantly, we want to encourage you in your faith. Together, we'll unpack fantasy, faith, and life. Now, from his mic to your ears, here is Bryce Johnson. This is the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. I'm Bryce Johnson. So great to be with you because together, throughout the season, beginning today, we will unpack fantasy, faith, and life. We are not experts, but rather fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win while also finding meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. This is year number two of the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, but we have some exciting news for this season, some exciting changes for this season, and and so we appreciate all of our listeners that are coming back, and we welcome you as a new listener for the 2021 season. So part of the reason we are here is because each week we will go through the Fantasy Football Fellowship Playbook. That's right. We have written a playbook for you to go through uh, with us, but also to use throughout the season with your own fantasy league. Each week, we take a fantasy concept. We relate it to the Bible. We relate it to our own lives. And so toward the end of the show, uh, we will do that today. And today's topic is fantasy football experts. That's right. So we are going to talk about which experts we listen to, both in fantasy and in life. And so hopefully you tune in to our show. Uh, We will do it each week throughout the fantasy season. And we're going to drop three different, basically preseason type podcasts. We'll do one with with draft strategies. And then we'll do another one with with some of the the specific players that we're targeting. And so today on the show, we're going to discuss some of the big storylines, some of the anticipation for the upcoming season. And and so we'll have a little fun as we kind of get our minds around a a fresh season. It's the summertime, and and now we're doing some mock drafts. We're getting all the details together for our fantasy leagues. We're starting to figure out, okay, who are the hot names this year? Who are some of the sleepers? Who are some of the the, the players that that a lot of people are discussing, but maybe personally we don't feel as strongly about? So we're we're navigating all of that, and so we'll do that together uh, for the first three podcasts, and then... Once the season begins, we will do a, a show on Tuesdays where we'll talk about the, the weekend and then we'll do one of the, the sessions uh, in the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook. The other thing we are inviting you into, not only to be a listener of this show, but also we hope that you will participate in one of our four Fantasy Football Fellowship leagues. That's right. We have a 12-team standard snake draft type league We have a 12-team auction draft standard league, and then we have two different 32-team leagues. That's right. We debuted it last year. It was awesome. You won't believe this, but the Washington football team won the 32-team league. So if you want to be a part of that league, here's how it works. Each of us, one of 32 uh, different people, you own the roster of one fantasy football team. And or one real NFL team, which then becomes your fantasy football team. So last year I was the LA Chargers. So throughout the season, 
I had Justin Herbert. I had Austin Eckler when he was healthy, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Hunter Henry. That's who I rolled out each week. Now, you still have to make some different roster decisions and, and that sort of thing, but it's a really fun league, and you can sign up on unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Unpackingit.com slash fantasy. Now, for those of you that, that listen to the Unpacking It podcast, you are listening to this, this show in the Unpacking It feed. Now, we are excited to also offer the opportunity where you can subscribe to this show specifically, and it will show up in Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen uh, to podcasts, specifically for the Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast, and then continue to subscribe to the Unpacking It podcast where we will talk all sports, interview amazing guests, and and and, and continue to do uh, what we do each week here at Unpacking It. So, we got the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast bringing it to you now. This is kind of the welcome show. Part of the excitement as well is this year, I've got a producer and co-host. His name is Harrison Zuckerberg. Let's say hello to him. Harrison, welcome. So glad to have you along for the ride this season here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast. How are you doing? And give me the most an exciting storyline heading into the fantasy season that you're keeping an eye on. Thanks, Bryce. I'm excited to be on the show. Excited to be here at Unpacking It. Huge fantasy fan and huge Unpacking It fan as well. So this will be awesome. Hopefully can give you guys all some great fantasy advice for this season. And like Bryce said, we're not experts. We're just coaches. Uh, so hopefully we don't lead you astray and we can help you win your leagues this year. One thing that I'm looking forward to this year is young guys who were rookies last year coming out and then having breakout seasons this year. So guys like Justin Jefferson on the Minnesota Vikings, Antonio Gibson on the Washington football team, you know, Joe Burrow coming back from injury. All these guys who had, you know, maybe good or great seasons as rookies really stepping up and becoming stars in the NFL and stars on your fantasy team. I love it. A lot of great young players in this league. And, and I, my, my strategy a lot of times is I avoid the rookies, which last year that, that cost me later in the season. Early in the season, I was okay. There weren't a ton of rookies that were making a big impact from day one. Uh, I whiffed on Justin Herbert, but most guys did as well because we, we didn't expect him to be the starter. Uh, but I love second-year players because we've already seen what they can do and so you buy them kind of on the way up. And, and so, you, you, like you mentioned, which of these guys will kind of take the biggest leap forward? And I think we're in agreement. Antonio Gibson is one of those running backs that, that had a lot of hype last year, lived up to that hype, but really he'll probably only scratch the surface for what he's capable of doing. And I'm a huge Ryan Fitzpatrick fan, and so I think his consistency as a starting quarterback back there this year I think the, the, the Washington football team's going to pick up right where they left off and then be even better. And, and so, uh, so that's, that's a, an exciting storyline for sure. Uh, again, I want to just reiterate, for those of you tuning in today, make sure you go to unpackingit.com slash fantasy and figure out which league you want to join because we want you to be a part of what we're doing here at FFF. And, and so go check it out and, and figure out, do you want to be in the 12-man league or the 32-man league? Or both, and and so uh, want to make sure you're you're all squared away with that. All right, let's see any other details we need to figure out. Man, I think I think throughout the season we'll have a different format. We're going to have some of the returning segments that we had last year: uh, the I'm convinced segment, the fantasy shenanigans segment, peace or panic. 
Uh, we also will, will begin each podcast with accountability. And so when we kind of encourage you to pick up a certain player or drop a certain player and we're wrong, we will admit it. Not every fantasy show does that. So we will, we will confess, we will have accountability, and we will push through together and persevere throughout the fantasy season together. We're not going to get everything right, but we hope we will be convincing. That's the key. We want to be convincing, and we want to be more right than wrong. Uh, and so we all want to win. Now, Harrison, uh, you got a sweet studio yourself. Uh, in my studio, I've got my two fantasy rings, and so I, I, I display these proudly. Uh, and they are on the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook here. Uh, and so this is what we're going for. We're, we are trying to win our leagues because it's so much fun to win. But we want to also have meaning and purpose throughout the season. And so that's what separates us from the other fantasy podcasts to where we are going to talk faith. We are going to talk Jesus. We're going to talk about growing personally. And, and so we'll, uh, we'll, we'll begin that in just a little bit. But Harrison, let's get to some of the other storylines that we are most intrigued by heading into the season and, and kind of what your approach is to, to July as you kind of initially take a look at the upcoming season. You know, what are you looking for? Uh, and, and, and I know for you, you like to do your own rankings. And so we will make those rankings available for our listeners. Uh, but what is your approach this time of year? My approach this time of year is just honestly listening to a lot of the rumors and things coming out of training camps and even the preseason. Um, I think a lot of times people seem to ignore training camps or preseason and say, oh, well, we'll see when the season comes, but it's too late by then. If a guy's being talked up in training camp, it's too late by week one to get him on your roster. Usually he's already been drafted by someone else, and then you're kicking yourself because you didn't get the guy who breaks out for the season. So I think looking at opportunity and people who are being talked up in training camp, you know, young guys, like we mentioned before, who the coaching staff might say, hey, they were great last year. We think they're going to be even better this year. I think that's huge for your fantasy team. And then also seeing I specific, specifically this year, guys who are coming back from injury. There were a lot of stars mm. in fantasy last year who were injured. Guys like Dak Prescott, who let the set the league on fire his first couple seas, um, seasons, then games last year, especially. And then people like Saquon, Christian McCaffrey, Julio Jones, Michael Thomas, George Kittle, all these guys who you know have been great fantasy producers in the past for your teams, but you were disappointed last year because they got injured. They weren't able to be available for the entire season. I think paying attention to how they are performing in training camp as well with their injuries, how the team talks about how they're recovering, the strides that they've made to then, you know, a lot of people are going to remember being burned last year by Saquon Barkley. And he's going to slip a little bit in drafts because people are worried about that injury risk. But it's up to you to do your homework and see, all right, well, is this something I should be worried about? Or is he good to go for the 2021 season? Is he going to be a league winning running back? Because I can get him a little bit later. People worried about the injury concerns. So no, that's all good stuff. And, and for me, what I like to do is I like to eliminate players from my kind of uh, uh, attention, meaning there's so much information right now. We're all trying to figure out, okay, who do I draft and, and what are the stories? And so I want to start eliminating players from my draft list. And this is the time of year that I do it. Guys that I just say, you know what? I don't like the coaching situation. I don't like the offensive line. I don't like the injury history. I don't like the, the quarterback. And so I'm going to avoid that wide receiver. The, the, the backfield is just too crowded. And so I'm avoiding those guys because then what it allows me to do 
is then I, I shrink my, my target list. And, and so that's what I'm trying to do right now in, in the, in the kind of weeks leading up to training camp. Okay. Now that I've, I've felt you know, confident in these are the guys that I'm interested in. Then I have to figure out, okay, when do I get them? And so then I have to start doing mock drafts. Then I have to figure out, okay, I'm going to, because of my draft position. So in my main league, I'm drafting seventh. So because of that, in the third round, these are the, the three, four, five guys that I'm going to be considering. Well, now I need to figure out, okay, which of those five is worth taking in that round? And so that's the, the, the process. And so you know, I encourage you as a listener to, to figure out what is your process to, to figure out the, the, the guys that you're going to take in each round. Because the first step is knowing, okay, who do I like this year? And then the second is, when can I get them? And then when should I get them? Because there, there will be certain guys that will fall, that will drop, that, that the, the fantasy community is going away from. They're, they're not as, as hyped. You know, I try to avoid the overly hyped guys. Now, there, there, there are usually reasons for certain players to get a lot of attention and, and buzz and all that. And so you have to take notice of that. But I'm looking for guys that are under the radar and, and guys that, okay, I could get them in the third round, but I know my league, I bet I could get them in the fourth. And then, then it's a real value pick. And so it's, it's how do I find the value picks because that's going to give you the, the best chance for a competitive roster throughout the season. So that's where my head is at this time of year. And, and I will say I'm, I'm very intrigued by you know, the teams that, or even the players, I guess, specifically, like the teams that were really good last year, the Bucks, the Packers, uh, even the Saints, you know, some of these teams, will they be just as good? Will they be just as motivated? And so what does that mean for the individual fantasy players? And, and so a team that I'm kind of writing off, the New Orleans Saints. Like, they were great last year, but without Drew Brees, way too many question marks for me. As good as Alvin Kamara has been throughout his entire season, I'm, I'm too, I'm, I'm kind of eliminating him. Now, if he fell to me in the third round, well, sure. But, but, I, but I don't feel as confident going after Alvin Kamara as, you know, a top three running back because I don't feel good about the Saints. Now, there might be a, a tight end that I like a little bit later, but we'll, we'll share that maybe in a, a, another podcast. But, um, but as far as overall Saints guys expecting the same out of them, that's a team I'm, I'm, I'm very concerned about. Then you have teams like, you know, the, the Chiefs. They're just consistent. They're great. They're in this era where they're going to be awesome for the next few years. So if you can get any of Chiefs players, you're going to have to pay for them, meaning you're going to have to take them early. But for the most part, they're going to be worth it. And so then again, you got to figure out, okay, do I get the, the kind of guarantee here or do I wait a little bit and get a value pick? So, so that's a team that, that I, I kind of, you just, you feel good about. But then there's teams like, like you, you mentioned before the show, teams like the Vikings the Raiders, will they go, you know, which direction will they go? Will Derek Carr, will Kirk Cousins, will they take the next step or will they continue to be mediocre and, and you, you want to avoid them? So, so I'm going through, you know, teams and then of course, individual players, who do I avoid? Who am I, you know, not real high on. And so I got to drop them down my list because fantasy, of, of course, it's about individual players. But so much of what individual players do is affected by everything around them. And if a coach is on the hot seat, all of that is a factor. So what, what, what would you say about that, Harrison? 
Yeah, I completely agree with that. I think it's interesting, like you mentioned, the Vikings, because they've been a team that's been really mediocre in the league for the last few seasons, but constantly produce great fantasy guys year after year, like Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, you're a big fan of, Justin yes. Jefferson last year, Stephon Diggs the years before that. So they, it's kind of crazy because they always pro- like provide really good fantasy options for your team, but are such a mediocre just NFL team. Um, one team that I'm looking at a lot this year for fantasy, if they can stay healthy, is the Los Angeles Chargers. I think Herbert is a great quarterback in the NFL. Not a lot of people expected that his first year in the league last year, but he is a great quarterback. I think he's going to take another step this year. Austin Eckler coming back from injury. He's going to be healthy. You have one of the best receivers in the NFL and Keenan Allen. Mike Williams is a super talented receiver who just hasn't really been able to stay healthy, but you're looking for him to have a big year. I mean, great defense on the LA Chargers as well. So I think as a team, they should be better, maybe in the playoff conversation. That's a team that I'm looking at. And then a team that I think, like you mentioned, the Saints that's going to drop off is the Pittsburgh Steelers. I know they were great for fantasy last year with Big Ben, all the receiving threats that they have. And now they bring in Najee Harris. But for fantasy, I think there's just too many mouths to feed in that offense that they're not going to produce at a high enough level as an NFL team to where you're going to be getting all those guys having great fantasy weeks. You may get a few weeks here and there where, you know, Chase Claypool catches his three touchdowns or Najee Harris runs in a couple on the goal line. But overall, I don't think that all those guys will be able to sustain the fantasy value that they did last year and that we're projecting them to this year for the entire season. So I was real high on the Steelers last year. And so I was carrying that, that flag on this show. I'm not sure that I'm willing to do that just yet. The, the team that I am willing to do that for, the Indianapolis Colts. Because I am all in on Carson Wentz making the switch from Philadelphia to Indy. Now, people that listen to this show, they, they listen to the roller coaster ride that I was on last year. Because I, I had Carson Wentz in all my leagues last year kept holding out hope that, that he was going to be great. It never really happened. He had a couple of good weeks uh, somewhere in the middle of the season, but it was a disaster in Philadelphia. But, but I still see the same talent. Like his talent has not gone away. What we saw a few years ago when he was an MVP candidate before the injury, that arm strength is still there. That talent is still there. The, the chemistry and the magic with Frank Reich now has a chance to be reignited because he is in Indy. But what I'm wrestling with is which of the receivers and which of the running backs do I want to own this year? Because T.Y. Hilton finally got hot toward the end of the year, but he's hard to trust. And it's hard to know kind of when to get him in drafts. Michael Pittman showed some glimpses. I don't know. I don't know if I, I don't know how high I'm willing to, to take him, even though I think he's got a chance. But will he be better than Paris Campbell? Well, Paris Campbell's coming back from an injury. So I don't like injured guys. I get very nervous with guys that have been injured or are injured. And, and so I want something with the Colt. I want to own Colts shares. I really do. Is Jonathan Taylor worth a first rounder? Can I take him at the seventh pick? I'm, I'm, I'm very, you know, I'm, I'm wrestling with that. Uh, I haven't landed on that choice yet, but, but I'm, I'm leaning toward that being the case. But now Marlon Mack comes back from an injury. Naeem Hines was awesome for a few weeks, but he kind of fizzled toward the end of the year, but he's still, he's still a, a PPR-type guy coming out of the backfield, catching a lot of passes. So the Colts are very intriguing to me. I love their offensive line. So I want guys, but I, I'm not fully sure when or exactly who uh, of those guys I want. Now, we'll talk draft philosophies on our next episode, but one of those things for me is 
I don't like to have a quarterback and a running back from the same team. So that, that, that to me, I, I even don't like a wide receiver. I like to have a little bit more diversity. And so that's why with this Colts decision, I'm in on the Colts. I think they're going to make a deep run. I love the addition of Carson, but which of them am I going to be able to snag at good value? A couple of the other teams I'm intrigued by and kind of wrestling with, unsure of, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't like Urban Meyer. I'm not a fan of the college to pro, very hesitant with a rookie quarterback. But last year I had James Robinson. James Robinson was awesome for me. He's, he, I could keep him in the 16th round. But will he have the same type of production as last year? That seems unlikely with Travis Etienne in the backfield, with a new uh, offensive style, a new you know coaching staff, all of that. A lot of question marks surrounding James Robinson. And what I think could end up happening, though, is I throw him back in the pool, the draft pool, I could end up still getting him later because he seems to be very undervalued. Um, I'm just not sure it's worth keeping him. And then the other team, the Detroit Lions. Like, they appear to stink. And it appears that we would want to avoid the Lions. They have no receivers. But DeAndre Swift showed so much talent last year, and he could be that, that second-year guy to take a big leap. But Jared Goff, not a fan. Not a fan of Jared Goff. And then TJ Hawkinson, I am a huge fan of, a guy that I had last year. And I think he could be a top four tight end this year, but is it worth paying the price to get him because there is a lot of uncertainty? What kind of coach is Dan Campbell? What kind of quarterback is Jared Goff away from Sean McVay? Uh, so a lot of questions surrounding that team. Um, and then I'll say this, I think the Rams are a very intriguing team too because they very likely could be a Super Bowl contender. I can buy that storyline. Matthew Stafford is legit. He's put up you know, great numbers despite being stuck in Detroit for all those years. So I absolutely believe that, that it could be the case. My problem with them is I think it's so obvious how good the Rams can be that everybody's going all in. And it's kind of with the Chiefs. Like, we know how great the Chiefs are. So if you want Kelsey, you're going to have to take him in the first or second round. If you want Mahomes, it's probably the second maybe you're lucky to get him in the third round Tyree Kill you got to take in the first round so I think the Rams are going to be that way this year as well you, you always like Robert Woods and Cooper Cup like both those guys have been so solid Cup with some injury issues uh and then now Stafford probably being considered a top 10 quarterback this year but potentially he could could sneak into the top six quarterback. I think he, I think he he has that potential this year. So anyway, those are those are just some of my my thoughts that I'm I'm wrestling with. Are, do you have any clarity with any of those teams, Harrison? And is there a team that maybe you're really uh, kind of wondering, and, and maybe it's a little uh, unclear? Yeah, I think the Rams are an interesting one because they they have it all on paper when you look yes. at the Rams. They have the you know elite offensive minded coach. They have a stud defense led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, one of the, like the best defense in the league last year, maybe arguably with the Washington football team, but one of the best defenses. They have great receivers in Woods and Cup and Tyler Higby at tight end. Now you bring in the major upgrade at quarterback in Matthew Stafford, and it seems like they should be one of those favorites to make a Super Bowl run who maybe didn't last year. Um, a team that another people like a lot this season and is really hype up just because the big star power on this team is the Tennessee Titans. You know, think about trading for Julio Jones, who when he's healthy is arguably one of the best receivers in the NFL. It's just been a matter of staying healthy for him. Uh, you got Derrick Henry, who's just been a tank year after year, seems to lead 
like lead the league in rushing every single year, 2000 yards last year. He's an animal. And then AJ Brown, I think is going to really make a name for himself this year as one of those guys where he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Oh, he did last year. He did last year. year. I know he is so skilled and he is so good as a receiver that I think, you know, he's honestly better than Julio at this point. I feel like. Oh, for sure. So he's another big star. And then you have Ryan Tannehill, the guy who everyone underrates every year and everyone sleeps on, but he constantly produces. He fits great in their system with the play action pass. You know, he's more mobile than people give him credit for. And he goes out there and performs. I think the Titans offense is going to be a great offense to look out for. And, you know, talking about these bad teams, like you said, like the Jaguars and and the Jets and the Lions and the Texans. I think Avoid the Texans. Yeah, Texans are a mess, but I think there's still diamonds to be found in the rough there. Like you said with the lines, you know, Swift and and Hawkinson and on, you know, on the Jets, maybe this rookie Elijah Moore that they drafted in the second round this year is a breakout year or Corey Davis coming over from Tennessee has a breakout year. You know, David Johnson is still in Houston. They brought in Philip Lindsley as well. Every year, you know, teams that are bad, they still end up scoring a couple touchdowns throughout the season. It's just a matter of picking the guy who ends up, you know, catching those touchdowns. There's still guys who produce on bad teams. Darren Waller has been on the Raiders who've been a mediocre offense, but has had monster seasons the last two years in fantasy. So I think writing a team off completely as being a bad team NFL wise is, is fine. But I think there's still some value to be found in those guys where, you know, Brandon cooks on the, Houston Texans he's put up great seasons the last few years but I feel like he's going to go in the way end of drafts this year because no one wants to draft anyone from the Texans you know no one wants to take Brandon Cooks or same thing with Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift they might fall a little bit because oh I don't want to draft someone from the Lions the Lions stink I don't want anyone on from them on my team this year but you know if they still rush for a thousand yards there's still value in that just as much as someone who's on a good NFL team the one guy I like is Philip Lindsay. To me, he was dis, kind of discarded or disregarded way too fast in Denver. I just don't, I just don't get it. I don't know why they went away from him. And I, I'm not a big Melvin Gordon guy, especially this stage of his career. So the, the fact that they moved on from him, I thought was a mistake. Um, and so I think getting a new chance in Houston, they're going to be down in a lot of games, dump it off to Philip Lindsay and just let him go. So I, I'm going to try to get him late, late in drafts. All right, Harrison. Well, uh, great show. Great kind of welcome show. We've got two other preseason shows coming to you uh, in the next couple of weeks. We'll do a kind of prep for the season, some other uh, guys that we like, breakout candidates, some underrated players, some overrated players, players to avoid. And it's we'll some fun with that. And then also we'll do a, a specific draft special talking about draft philosophies, different draft strategies, and and really you know prepare you as a listener for your upcoming draft. Also, again, we encourage you to check out unpackingit.com slash fantasy to join one of our four leagues. And if you would like to use the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook for your own league or at your church, check that out as well. Fantasyfootballfellowship.com, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. And we will wrap up each show, each podcast, uh, with one of the topics from the book. And so we'll do a quick overview, but we encourage you to buy the book and, and it's available on Amazon uh, and be able to do this uh, with your with your league and, and kind of read along with us as well. And so this episode one uh, is is all about 
fantasy football experts. And so obviously you're listening to us, hoping to, to glean a little uh, information or, or some encouragement or some wisdom in regards to fantasy football. And, and so all of us have to decide, okay, leading up to the draft, your fantasy draft, who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to read? What are you going to watch? Who do you, who do you trust? Who do you, be, who do you believe to, to be you know, the most reliable? And, and th- there's no question that we, we have to lean on other fantasy experts. They keep up throughout the year, and they're keeping a pulse of some of the news that maybe we're not always keeping up with. And so we've got to read and, and, and follow uh, well, fantasy experts. But the, the reality is, we can't follow guys that really don't know what they're talking about or continue to prove us, you know, kind of or prove to be wrong over and over again. Those are the kind of guys we want to listen to. And so when it comes to our own lives, we have to ask ourselves, where are we seeking wisdom? Where are we going to help us make wise decisions in life? And, and, I, and I would say, from my perspective, we want to begin in the Bible. We want to seek the, the Lord with, for wisdom, to ask him for wisdom. When we ask, we will, uh, he will give it to us. And, and so that's where we begin. And then we want to surround ourselves with wise people, people that are following Jesus, that, that know the Bible, that, that have experienced life, and, and that have a little bit more you know, knowledge and understanding than we do. We want to ask them. We want to you know, uh, read, listen, watch them, right? And so the book of wisdom in the Bible tells us the way of a fool is right in his own eyes, but a wise man listens to advice. Also in Proverbs, where there is no guidance, a people falls, but in an abundance of counselors, there is safety. And so that's what we need as, as we pursue Jesus, and, and hopefully you are a follower of Jesus. And, and so we want to be wise based on biblical truth, biblical wisdom. Um, and then also in Proverbs, it says, Fear of the Lord is the foundation of wisdom. Knowledge of the Holy One results in good judgment. And so when we fear the Lord, when we are, view him in, in awe and wonder and, and, and elevate him as the creator, as the, the, the ultimate being, that, that, that's who we worship. That's who we love. And so his way, his word is true. And that's what we've got to cling to. And so if we want to remain in God's will, we must study scripture so we have the proper view of his character and his word. And then we want to listen to experienced mentors, pastors, teachers who have a deeper understanding than we do that can provide us valuable insight. And, and so uh, last verse, Proverbs 15, 22, without consultation and wise advice, plans are frustrated, but with many counselors, they are established and succeed. And so as we prepare for our fantasy drafts, let's seek out fantasy advice and, and listen to the experts. And then when it comes more importantly to making wise decisions in life and following the path that God has for us and following his will, let's get into the word and, and let's follow uh, his, his plan, his path. And, and so we have to uh, seek it out. We have to, to listen. We have to trust him. And we have to trust the people that he's placed in our lives that, that are trustworthy. Uh, and, and, and they are wise themselves. And so that's the lesson number one from the Fantasy Football Fellowship playbook. Check it out, fantasyfootballfellowship.com. And, and again, hope you'll join one of our leagues and continue to listen to this Fantasy Football Fellowship podcast. You can subscribe anywhere podcasts are found. You can also find us on YouTube. Just search Fantasy Football Fellowship. For Harrison Zuckerberg, 
I'm Bryce Johnson reminding you that we are not fantasy experts ourselves, but rather fantasy coaches here to encourage you and help you win and find meaning and purpose throughout the fantasy season. I'm a fantasy owner who loves Jesus, and I believe that he died on the cross for our sins. He was resurrected, and through faith, I've been saved by his grace. I hope that is true for you as well, and I hope you'll join us as we live life as fantasy football owners together. We'll talk to you next time right here on the Fantasy Football Fellowship Podcast.